Hey, I'm Natalie Potts and this is the Natalie Potts Podcast. If you want to talk about your business, your life, your health and more, then you are in the right place. We do it all with humour, love and inspiration to help you create a life you love. So let's dive in. Thank you so much, Lisa, for joining me today. Always kick off by getting my guests to share a bit about them because they can always do it with their own authenticity, although I choose to use that word sparingly, and their voice. So share with us all about Lisa, what you do. What I do. Um, I'm Lisa Staker. I'm the Rebellious Coach, and I'm a career transition coach, um, to give it its official official title. Uh, What I do is I help people who are currently in corporate roles um, transition to either opening having their own company or changing career. Um, why do I do this? It's because I did it myself and I can see the the benefits that it's had on my life, um, both in terms of kind of the flexibility of running my own business and also doing something that I love. Um, my background before, um, I was in corporate for over 30 years in an insurance company doing a very dry job um, as an actuary. And it's very kind of mathematical based. It was very um, technical. But what I really loved was the people side of things. Um, And I think I continued in that technical role purely to access the people and the mentoring the students and developing people. And so over lockdown, I realized this is what I really wanted to do. And it's probably something I've been looking to do for the last 10 years in all the kind of job moves I've had. Never quite kind of got there. And what I've realized is that's what I love doing. I love to be able to um, coach people and to help people kind of realize their kind of full potential. I I see an awful lot of people in the kind of corporate world saying, oh, yeah, I'd love to go off and do this or, oh, no, I can't do this. And they put barriers up. And my role is to help them kind of take down those barriers. Are they actually real kind of blockers or are they barriers they put up themselves? Because making changes is um, it, it's, it's scary. And I try and help people overcome those fears. So that's what I do. Thank you for sharing that. So, yeah, it's all of that resonates because I think we aligned through a networking community mm. and then our stories and background have been the same in, in terms of leaving corporates. I wasn't quite 30 years, but I was 19 years, um, of which I'm 35 now. So some people are like, what age did you start? And I was like 16. Um, so I absolutely loved it, but there became a point when, uh, and people listen to this, probably listen to previous podcasts where I've shared about that journey piece, but I just didn't, the values weren't aligned. Uh, it was tough in terms of building relationships with people where the demand was just very business-like and uh, not focused on people. And yeah, I just realized I had a love for coaching and, and strangely now more mentoring and it, I wasn't achieving my potential. And actually I was told that quite a few times. I was told things like you fear failure, you're not achieving your potential, even though I got to a very good position and uh, I was delivering great results. It was always like, there was, I guess they could see more in me and to a degree they were right. So what the time felt a bit of a, um, a bollock in as such is probably a gift because that's what then got me to the point of the, I, this just isn't working for my future and um, realized that I wanted to do more and what I, you know, like I say, what makes your heart sing as Carmen Gallo, you know, Ted talks always say about, and I guess what's interesting about what you share there, which I want to pick up on is how do you help people like me there, like, you know, somebody else seeing it in you that, and that belief part, how do you help somebody realize their own potential? 
I think it's about kind of igniting that dream that there is more to life mm -hmm. than getting up in the morning, producing a report, producing a results. They're still getting maybe a buzz from actually doing that. But then deep down, they don't feel kind of fulfilled. So it's about kind of it's getting them to have a look at what their life could look like if they kind of stripped away what they're doing at the moment. I think a lot of people are so um, bogged down in the day to day. They know they want to do more. They've got that kind of feeling with inside them, mm -hmm. but they've they've got these. Oh, I, but I have to do this work. I have to earn this money. I have to um, have this role. I want you know. I have to be a manager. I have to do this. And actually, by actually giving them the space and the freedom to say, okay. Let's just wake up one day and say, you don't need to do any of that. You don't have any barriers with the money. Okay, what would you actually do? And then they start sort of thinking, actually, I'd quite like to run a tea shop. Yeah. Yeah. Just there, there's, oh, yeah, I would, you know, if, if there was no barriers, what would I do? And that's where I start with people saying, actually, if there was no barriers, if you had no commitments, what would you do? And then we look at what's stopping them actually doing it. And kind of, it's almost like an onion, and we're trying to get to that core. They know at the bit, in the middle of the onion is what they want to do, mm. um, and if the, none of the onion, the layers of the onion were there, they'd go and get it. But we've got all those layers, so we kind of pick off the layers one by one. Um, whether it be what they're actually doing their day job with kind of what they're um, they do on a day to day basis, or their kind of their role within that company, and what is good about that. Um, some people like the structure of a company and the thought of going on their own and doing something else. It's just like, well, I, I wouldn't be able to do it because I've got no structure. And then we can kind of explore that. And then we can explore the kind of the mindset. Okay. But I, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be able to do this. I'd fail. Okay. Well, let's have a look at that. What is actually truth in that? And what is, um, what is your beliefs? Yeah. And then we kind of look at that and that whole mindset piece of, okay, why do you think you're going to fail? I mean, I love um, fear setting. Tim Ferriss's fear setting. I love doing that with people. Uh, and I get people to look at, okay, if you did something, what's the worst that can happen? And then each of those things, actually, what could you put in place that would actually kind of either stop that happening or that if it did happen, you have a way through. And by doing that, people kind of, it, it sort of reduces down the fear of mm -hmm. being able to do something which is very scary. Is that his TED talk where he does that? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It's incredible. It is very good, actually, to be fair. If you haven't seen it, have a little look. It's um, it's an interesting perspective. And, and if you're a visual learner like myself, that kind of, wow, when he shares some slides and things, it really hit home. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a great share that. When you talk around barriers and how do we stop those, it's easier said than done. And how do we work mm -hmm. on something like a, like a money has to probably be the biggest blocker for me yeah. in the objection wise and and I get it like you know the investment to work on 12 months for myself is like 10k so I understand that for people but it's like I shared earlier I'm massive on my health and I said if you haven't got that investment of going to gym investing in a fitness coach to get fit to get the result of what you want to be the same as with business that you you know where you want to be but you won't invest in business coach how do you expect to get the results you want and and, and again, I know you talk a lot about money, but the money is a resource that comes and goes. And it's our mindset and beliefs about money that hold us back. And actually, it's what the money brings. So it's a result of what that can bring you, which is the financial freedom, the freedom to do what you want, when you want, et cetera. So how do you 
how do you think how do you think I think going back to your story though how have you overcome that blocker for yourself and I'm kind of assuming that you had that because you know let's be honest we all do at points with money how did you overcome that as a barrier um I mean, for me, just a bit more backstory, I'd say the job that I was earning the most money was the one I was most unhappy in. So I got to the position where um, I think money kind of brings you certain things in life and you need to have a certain level of money to be able to survive. But actually having more of it doesn't make you happy. Yeah. So I actually got to that mindset point and that's something I work on with with some of my clients that, you know, there's a certain level of income, especially when you're um, transitioning from what is usually a reasonably high paid job to where you're going to be initially not earning so much or building up a business or even changing career. You may be taking a, a totally different um, line of business, which you may not earn as much to kind of get to kind of that transition down to that kind of accepting you're going to have that lower income for a while but then there is the opportunities to build and I think that it it is a big step to kind of get that but I think a lot of it is looking at people's perception of what actually money gives them Mm. so if people have um, a kind of view that that money gives them status Mm -hmm. and trying to kind of unravel that you know where is this um um, fear of not having money come from some people it's from um past things in their lives where they may have kind of seen kind of pe- maybe um kind of people losing all their money losing houses kind of where is that fear of not having money and not being able to earn enough to provide for your family comes from and kind of unraveling that I mean I was in a very fortunate position because I had a quite well paid job I could build up enough money to be able to give me a um support within the first couple of years of my business so Mm -hmm. I've been kind of and so I've been very fortunate being able to do that that's not something that everyone can do um so it is very much kind of looking at what people kind of um where the fees are coming that the money's not going to be there and then what they can do about to try and reduce those fears yeah yeah it's interesting I think so you know my job was well paid but the reality was what I saw in a coaching world was people out there that again and like let's do this leave your job and things it's like but you don't talk about the backstory which is what engages people and you get the no like and trust factor in that your husband then pays all the bills and everything so you don't have that pressure there's a real difference between stress money pressure versus you know that a stress pressure of just you can manage just go for it there's a real difference in that and I sat on the fence with that for a long time to like do I invest or not and then I ultimately knew that I knew I had to invest big as well. Um, and, you know, the investments I make in coaches, I made £30,000, I think, was my investments in coaches and mentors last year. And that was scary. But I also sat there knowing that, again, that becomes my story and that, you know, this is what it is. It is I have to pay my bills, I'm responsible, accountable, but that drives me as a motivation. Mm. Now, my circumstance is different now. They're very, they are different to that. But the point was that there was, a strategy that I needed to have I needed to have a plan and I didn't leave corporate just like suddenly thinking like my mental health's not great I'm hating it let's just leave I couldn't do that because I was you know responsible for things so it was a period of right I know I'm in that place I want to leave right let's lose the emotion a bit in some ways with the business and it's not you know I'm not caught up in that business I'm a person and then it was right it looks like six months if I didn't have any income coming in for six months what do I need 
as as that backup and resource there money-wise financially because I know that I looked a lot about like you mentioned fears my biggest fear is security of not being able, you know and that financial security mm. big fear for me so but it also becomes my driver so it was a fear that I need to pay my bills I don't want you know let us be the post in a bollocking <laughs> from the locals I just want to be able to establish that and pay it so it was um it was on my mind. And I also knew that if I didn't have that and I was stressing about getting business, I, my behaviors would be getting in the wrong way. And that attraction of, you know, I'm not into law of attraction in terms of we were spiritual, but I am very much about the positivity and that we can attract what we are, et cetera. And, it, you know, if we think bad things, we're going to probably attract a lot more bad things. So the same be true of positivity. And I had to just have about six months as I need that and that'll establish me well so I think when you're doing this transition part and what we might call people say just do the leap of faith it isn't necessarily right for people to just go out there and get loans etc if you want to do that do it but you've got to take accountability for the consequences but have a plan in place and it might mean that takes a year or two but that's okay like there is again we're putting time on things that you're doing that sooner rather than later if you just put it off and put it off you'll never do it but having a plan in place, thinking about the right structure, the people you need around you that you can know, like, and trust to make decisions makes that transition easier. That was, I guess, my journey part with it. Um, I mean, what, I very, very much... Yeah. So, um, yeah, this, it's very much when I left, I was everyone saying, oh, you're really brave at doing this. Why are you really, really yeah. brave? Didn't, I never felt brave at all at doing it. And I think it was because I had planned. So I'd planned yeah. for a period. So I'd been able to kind of, this is how I survive. I'm the only income earner in the, in the family. So, yeah. you know, when I work with my clients, they're saying, you know, I don't want to rely on my partner. So you don't have to, yeah. you can plan to be able to not do this. And the clients I work with, some of them, it's quite a long journey because right. they will do this. I want to be able to, I, you know, they have the spark that they're not in the right place within their corporate role and they want to do something. Then we can kind of work together and look at, um, what they can do and then they say yes now this is what I want to do but it's then going to take me six months a year to be able to put the plans in place and we can kind of work along those pieces so there could be there is quite a leading time before you actually make that jump but by you time you do you've worked on your mindset um, to be able to whether it's a change of career or starting your own business to be able to have that mindset that is different from a corporate world and I think that was something that was a, a big shock to me is how much I had to change and then also then the um the kind of the, the practical side of things of having things in place your support networks the the other things that you need within the business and if you have those in place it the whole transition is so much less scary mm. because you've already thought of okay this is this is where I'm going to go this is where I'm going to do and then also having a little bit of that drive it's just that really kind of resonate the fact that if you don't have that hunger you're just going to sit back and say, I've got savings. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. Um, you yeah. do need that drive. And that's where also the coaches kind of can come in and getting that accountability and actually keeping that pressure on to kind of keep getting kind of getting yourself out there, getting the new clients um, to be have that drive, that hunger for business. Because again, people will see that in you. If you haven't got that hunger, mm. they won't, they won't resonate with you. They won't buy from you. Mm. Yeah, it's certainly um, that intuition part kicking in around, you know, again, energy is such an abused word, but you do know when there's people around you, the right people. How do people set up the network, as you mentioned there, in terms of support? What does that look like? 
Um, I think that's kind of looking kind of threefold. You've got the very much kind of the network within your house and kind of the support from your family to be able to do this um, and getting them understanding what you're doing and what and being very clear with them what you need from them to be able to do it. Yeah, and that's interesting, supposing because I know lots of people that just don't have that. They'll say, mm-hmm. Mom just doesn't get it. How does that, like, that hinders, right? It it, it it can. And I suppose it's like anything in life. If you want to do something, if your partner is dead against it, it will make it harder. It doesn't make it impossible. And that's something that you... Um, to kind of sit down and kind of say, actually, no, I okay, appreciate you don't get this, but this is what I want to do. And in order to do it, this is what I need from you, whether it's just let me do it, give me six months to do it, but having that kind of open conversation with them and kind of bring them on board. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to be your biggest um, ally in it or your kind of biggest cheerleader. It's wonderful if they are, but if they're not, then fair enough. Mm. But then you can kind of say, okay, but I'm going to do this. And in order to do it, I need you to leave me alone or to just give me six months or just give a kind of a time frame so that you can kind of say, this is what I'm going to do. It may be you just want them to say, actually, could you talk to your friends about it and just say, this is what I'm doing. That's all I need from you. Because that can be your network. So that can be kind of the very close network. Then you've kind of got your kind of the friends and family network kind of taking them on your journey and they can when you start business can be kind of your first source of business in some ways because if you're thrown out to do something they're the ones who are kind of your friends they're gonna sing about you whatever you're kind of you're doing that can be the first marketing tool as it were and explaining them to why why you're doing it um I had a lot of resistance from my family because I was going from such a well-paid job to something they didn't understand Right. That's the point, isn't it? And that's where it's yeah. tough for people. And I remember Joe Wicks once sharing on a podcast, whether you like Joe or not, he he shared that sometimes people just won't get it. And that's okay. When it's your loved ones, you just gotta share the why you're doing it and the almost like you said a bit that put some time frames on it that, that this is what I'm invested in and it's a decision I make. Um what I think sometimes is people don't take responsibility then for what happens and that's really important like my dad talks about it all the time like can you what you're about to do can you take the consequences for that and if you're struggling thinking like, I don't know whether to leave you know like yourself with well, well um well-paid positions it's like this it's complete opposite and you don't know how it's going to pan out even with your drive belief ambition everything you just don't know so that part of engaging people or getting them to understand and trust you a bit on that is is tough but it's I think giving a time frame on it and saying that this is what it looks like this is what I'm going to be doing and and knowing kind of accepting that maybe they're not the people you talk to talk to them about with this and and that's where the like we're talking here the the other networks that you create around you I left this scared me when I left corporate I was like I've worked with I lead 800 people and sometimes in retail stores and I was like how do I go from going into environments every day with maybe workforce 200 people at one go hi now needing needing me and that feels good when we, you know people need us to little old me and that's it like no one and it's the part that you can you have to get out there and create the networks hence why I joined a mastermind because it's like this looks a phenomenal connections here and it has been phenomenal from that perspective and that's when it, you can create business too and then I was a bit like I need to create my own. So I have a, a Facebook community, 360 Success. And I'm very focused on nurturing them in there and supporting and developing people. And I don't need 100,000. You know, if I have I think it's 170 at the minute. 
but I serve 170 and I'll speak to those every at least and there's a few lurkers in there bless them and I tell them I'm like look I know you're in here and I go once a month oh, sorry once every three months I'll voice note everybody and um I'll just be like look if it's not worth your time don't hang around here that is it's cool with me just take what you want from it invest with you know connections talking to people getting stuff out of it share back as well and give back but essentially if it's not right for you then you know look at what where you're putting your time because it's really key um, so I think you can go out there, you've got to, again, create those, that structure, create those communities, create those connections. And part of that's really challenging as well, because we fear being judged, rejection, um, what if people don't like us and all of that. But none of that is often true. It's, it's the beliefs we have in the narrative we tell ourselves, right? Yeah, I, mean, I definitely think the... For me, my my uh, they probably won't mind me saying this. My family don't understand it, so I've had to educate them, and I think that is a big thing about educating what you're doing and why you're doing it, yeah. and taking the time. And that's something they probably didn't do enough of. Um, but I would say that the biggest network for me is the outside one, which um, I was thinking the outside circle, which is all the others, the meeting people on networking, the other business owners, my clients, my. Um, you know, all the people who kind of I interact with, um, I mainly use LinkedIn, all the people there, my supporters there, the people who I I, I try and give as much back to as possible um, yeah. with kind of what I'm doing and the people that I resonate with. So then I kind of, I suppose the network I was surprised at getting. Mm. I didn't realize how much I needed to um, talk, be with other business owners, talk with other business owners, because you go from corporate where you have all these networks and then maybe, you know, in lockdown, we weren't, you know, not retail, this is an office environment. You weren't interacting with people on a day-to-day basis. It was all virtual. Yeah. So, but you always had them there. So yeah. they're always there on messenger. There's always there on meetings. And then you're suddenly going to nothing and you need to replace that. And I think that's my biggest lesson from starting the business and something that I kind of really kind of go through with my clients is the need to build that network. And yeah. you may think, oh, it's no point. There's not, they're not going to give me clients, all these other business owners, but they will give you that support network, those connections, yeah. tips on running businesses. Um, and I know one particular networking thing, I've had three different tips on one person and they've just volunteered things. And they said, oh yeah, have you thought of talking to so-and-so? Or I've got this connection for you. And just kind of building those up does make you feel part of something. And I think as humans, yeah. we all need to feel part of something. Well, it's, it's Maslow's hierarchy needs, isn't it? Like belonging and security. Um, and we need that. And that's that part that you said is we're often thinking about well, what's the finances, what's the plans, but that, again, like that inner feeling of I need to feel a part of something in that connection. And that's absolutely key. And that's that's what I love about uh, the Facebook community works very well for me is creating those connections. And um, yeah, that's how you build business. This is what I talk a lot of clients about is the connections part of, getting out there, sharing what you do, having a confidence to do it, doing it well. You know, there's a lot of assumption that you, you, you're credible and you, you, you're qualified, et cetera, in what you do. And that's really important. And yeah, building those connections and what that looks like. And But just from the fact of, it's who do you soundboard off at the end of the day? The amount of, I used to have like, you know, leaders that I'd phone away, hey, and I'd be like, it's been an awful day. This and this and this happened. Then they'd go, oh, this was my day. And I'd be like, oh my God, like, mine wasn't like that bad. <laughs> but it was just soundboards. And I was like, God, I feel good now. And it's like, but it was awful, but it was good. So it was that soundboard. And again, what's up here? 
um, in our heads is 10 times often what the situation is. But if you don't have anybody to share that with that, and these are the kind of then the thoughts and the, then you procrastinate. And then when you procrastinate, you don't get out there and deliver. And that's the vicious cycle you can get in. And yeah, thank you for sharing about the part that I think that's probably something like you said, you wish done sooner rather than later. Um, I think I was fortunate in knowing that because I work with a lot of people and I need people around me. I'm a strong like personality of a, a strong eye on discs. So I need people around me. And I think one of my biggest challenges actually sharing that is I'm currently looking at how I go about not working from home as much because I absolutely hate it. It's really tough. Um, it's not easy because again, like I said, I like to be around people. So I'll go to the gym every morning, then I'll get down to work um yes it's on a zoom with people most of the time etc but I'm starting to like you said I prefer one-to-ones and well one-to-ones a group but doing events as well and being in a room with people mm-hmm. room is where it happens if you're a Hamilton fan so <laughs> it's um yeah that's completely changed things for me looking at right I now need to look at the environment part because environment's playing a big part on I wouldn't say procrastinating but I do I'm not as productive and structured as I want to be. That's it. And like I was in in going to workplace and having that and that purpose as such. So that's something I'm working through. And I think it's awareness again, slowing down, speed up. I'm not rushing that. I'm taking it step by step. What does it look like? What's the right community? What do I want from it? But then I'm also a questioner. So I like to question everything and then come to a conclusion. But um, yeah, I think that's probably my one is what I'd say as transition is think about the environment you set up like yes I did the office space at home and everything but you've got to create that because it plays a big part you know like the, these bad boys our phones with you know I can't have an apple watch because I'm constantly distracted like, I couldn't do it we need to manage you need to be able to manage yourself very very well and have a high discipline about how you run your day how you run your business and that shift in mindset isn't it of an employee to a CEO it's very very different yeah, and having that that structure, I know um, uh, in some of the kind of the, the the networking I've been doing, you kind of talk to people and think they're really kind of very confident, they're really good bigs, and they said they really struggle with organisation. That's something right. I've never struggled with because right. of my background. Yeah. But it's just yeah, I can, I can see why if you've gone from an environment where you have this structure and suddenly you've got nothing there, and I suppose I automatically cover carried over my structure with me. Mm. Uh, you know, I I have more C in me. Um, so it's just like, yeah, so that kind of that kind of um, discipline and that things I brought over, but it's not natural to everyone. No. And to be a business owner, it's, it's something you have to kind of consciously do. And kind of going back to your point there about kind of getting out and seeing people, I've, um, something that I've observed, if I have a couple of days where I'm stuck in my office at home, I'm not as productive as the days that I actually get out and network. Right. So I can exactly. actually go and have like yeah. three hours of networking outside and yeah. get seven hours of work done in the afternoon or get four hours of work done all day because I'm sitting here shuffling things. And I think that is something very, you get very conscious. You can need to kind of recognize in yourself and find the best way through it. And it might be other people, they need to lock themselves off in a darkened room to get on with stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It reminds me of a conversation I was having last week with somebody about she's in, still in corporate and wants to leave. She's set up her business um, on the side, side hustle, whatever you want to call it and working part-time in the business and she just said like I, I get fearful that people judge me because I'm not just in my business 
And we were like, no, it's like that, that's the opposite. One, you've got to start somewhere. Two, you've got the balance. And actually, three, do you know, one of the biggest things you'll learn is you will maybe, most probably, be more productive of your time. And I found this like when I was working full time, and I was very, very time deficient. I was working stupid hours a week. My days off of like, I've still got to do my coaching, whether it was qualifications back in 2015, and then, you know, wanting to do it on the side, or I'd be doing the evenings when I was, I was working actually very fortunate in 2018, my first coach asked me to come on his mastermind and coach his coaches so that then meant a lot of Sunday evening work we did every Sunday we had two hour calls um, and then calls in the week then the Monday we'd have a call and I'd have to stretch that in months work so you become very very efficient because time is and like it is for all of us it's the most valuable asset but it's even more so when you're time deficient so I don't think if you're sitting in a place where you're still like well I'm not doing anything you probably are and again it's that awareness and where people can help you coaching and is to step back and see what you are doing well as well that this like you said it's not an overnight process and it's okay to go on your own time scales we don't have to be conformed with it's got to be this or that yeah and I'm learning that more like just do what you want to do yes there's experts and there's success leaves clues but trust yourself in making it work for you and do more of that mm-hmm will bring success sooner rather than later that's what I tend to believe yeah yeah very much so and I kind of think that you know, you can be working and say starting up your own business and things is hard I'm not going to say it's not and you can it can kind of take over and I think having that recognizing of the the boundaries of yeah. trying to give yourself the, the time so that you know if you're you know very driven and want to get the, you know thinking I'm going to have to work 24 hours a day seven days a week actually you may be more productive if you do actually put those boundaries in and actually yeah. say, right, I'm going to work on my business for these days. Yeah. You know, there are times business owners, we do have to do things at the weekends. We do, we are doing things there, but it's then your choice to do those things. And actually, you know, I, I as a coaching business, I take my calls during the day. I don't do work evenings because I actually find I don't function very well in the evenings. Right. So, yeah. you know, putting those boundaries in and, um, having those in place and actually saying well that is what I want for my business I know that means I may miss out on some business but my health and things is more important um, than me burning out so yeah having those boundaries there is so important yeah you mentioned as well around uh, the transitioning and that's what you share with clients at the start what does that look like for you so I work with clients right from kind of the, the beginning kind of ideas of where they want to kind of work, um, say, actually, no, cool, but isn't, life isn't uh, right for me. And I'll work with them through an exploration session, which is looking at actually what are the options there. And we will include changing their role that they currently have. Because some people will say, actually, no, owning my own business, I'll use tea shop. Going and working in the tea shop would be the most wonderful thing. Oh, yeah, but I don't want to work weekends and I don't want to do cooking in the evenings. And then it's something like, actually, it's a, it's a dream that actually in reality doesn't look like what you think it looks like and actually yeah. changing their job. You know, I have had people who actually, if you looked at it, actually changing their job and adjusting it where they are, will actually give them what they want. So, yes, yeah. we look at all of that. We look at kind of the... Um, the kind of what they want to do. I have some people who don't know what to want to do. So we can start with actually, what are your values? How do you want your day to look? What are you, what's the most important thing for you in life? Mm. And then we can kind of just put that strut together. And through that, we can try and um, get them to work on what actually they would like to do. And mm. then from that, then they can have a look at what is this a career transition? Is this an own business? Is this within their own industry? 
and kind of work from there and then you've got the people who know what they want to do and it's just like actually how do I do it which is very much more around that kind of planning stage so where you have that kind of I want to do this what does it actually look like and then working back what do we need to put in place you know the finances the mindset the practical side of business yeah Um, so kind of working from there and then from that you know they put the plan in place then I kind of work with them along actually to implement the plan um and help them with that along the way using kind of a, a mix of business coaching mentoring and coaching uh the coaching very much around the mindset um you know you're going to have these moments you go god what have i done and they just remind themselves about actually this is what you wanted and this is why you're doing it um because yeah. there are going to be some times when you're kind of like oh no this wasn't the right choice and then we kind of kind of work through that I always have a little bit of a, sometimes I'm really bad at keeping up with this, but I'm going to do it today. I always ask my guests to answer the question to the person before and then leave the question for the next person. So the question from, um, it was my previous, one of my previous guests, actually, he's my coach as well, but what is the number one thing that you're incredible at, you you need to share with this world? Oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> the number one thing I'm going to, I think getting to the bottom of the underlying problem. Okay. The root cause. The root cause of why people are feeling the way they do. Do you think or do you know you are? That's your one thing. Am I one thing? I know I am. I'm good at yeah. doing that. <laughs> what would be your question you would leave? Um What's been your biggest learning? Okay. And I won't say qualify that with of business because it depends on your kind of person you have. What has been your biggest learning? If I asked these and if I prep people for this, I wouldn't get as good questions. (laughs) (laughs) And I really get good answers. So I love it when they're like, oh. Um, But no, look, I really value that. It's it's a great shares. It's interesting, isn't it, what comes to mind? I think I remember once, um, I don't think I've got it on here to share, but there was one guy who is my, my fitness coach. Oh, yeah. He goes, if you look back 20 years from now, would you care about what you're worrying about now? And we were like, boom. What a I like that. <laughs> and then Luke had to go up and he's like, well, I don't know how to go after that. But it was, um, yeah, it's uh, there was this big moment up to it. Silence then, if you had 20 years. So, yeah, it does um, put people on the spot. But thank you for sharing that. Where can people connect with you best? Um, so I'm on LinkedIn. If you have a look for Lisa Staker or The Rebellious Coach, you'll find me there. Um, also, have a look at my website, therebelliouscoach.co.uk. Yeah. Um, and if any of your kind of listeners would like my free download on Guide to Leaving Corporate, um, this guide is kind of designed by giving kind of a practical tips. So by the end of it, you'll have kind of a, um, a timeline of how you could leave corporate Amazing. and the actions that you need to take. Is that on the website too? Um, it's not. If you contact me, I will send you the download. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was on the sales thing yesterday and we were like, make it really simple for people like to buy from you. And I was like, that's a key point. So there we go. Um, and connect with you, of course, is, is key that we do that. So I'll put these in the show notes anyway. And um, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you felt inspired, please make sure you share this with a friend and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. I really love hearing feedback from you. So if you have a question, topic, or want to hear from someone you love on this show, then head to my website, Matthew Potts Coaching, and let me know. 
Until next time, have an amazing week and know that you have value to offer this world. Thank you.